This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bath Jews Inquiry weekend podcast, the Irish Oaks edition, which isn't very good, but nevertheless. We're here to supply you with winners and a bit of fun to boots. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and alongside me is John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot and John has kindly this evening opened the basement door and up pops <laughs> Catherine Fry for this Irish, Irish weekend that, uh, hmm, it's a bit of a damp squib, squib, Catherine, do you think? Ah, you would have liked to have seen a more competitive field, wouldn't you, really? Um you know, it was, it was such a so it was great Irish derby field, great uh, derby field. But yeah, it's not it's not the best. But never mind. There's a there's a little two mile handicap to round things off at the Curra tomorrow evening. Ooh, I like I like it when you've got some hidden gems from the Emerald Isle. It's, it's oh, all yes. all mystical and yeah, and dirty Irish gypsies planning <laughs> ga- planning gambles and doing all sorts. We love that sort of thing. Um, John, decent week for you. Have you been been up to much? I haven't had a bet, so it's been a really decent week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not supplying the uh, the levy the, the funds they need then to keep the game going this week, John. Not this week, no. Uh, I, I might contribute a, a couple of shekels tomorrow when we're uh, the water overnight in certain places. Okie dokie. So we've got, um, obviously, the Irish Oaks. We'll be covering the um, summer plate meeting at Market Raisin and the flat card at Newbury, which was used to be part of Super Saturday, but they've now moved it to its own domain. Uh, right, well, we've got some questions, which we absolutely love uh, to start the show. And the first one is from John Hines on Twitter. And he says, has the jockey who allegedly failed a drug test got away with it on the B sample? Um if said person had connections to billionaires, would that help in any way, John? <laughs> I, I Obviously, I'm going to say, of course not. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> when, where would racing want to cover up for people who are connected to billionaires? Oh, no, eh? You know? Have, uh, you, have uh, you ever heard the like? <laughs> never. If you hear any banging, it's Princess Latifah trying to get out the cellar. <laughs> There's no way I mean, they ever turn a blind eye to any of that sort of thing, is there? No, none, none at all. I mean, Honey, you don't you don't hear anything about that now, do you? That that poor Princess Latifah. Racing's got this uncanny knack to like. I don't know what it is about it. It just it seems to ride the storm quite yeah. well and it just it just disappears until like no one ever then mentions it's quite weird it's very um, good at burying an incriminating body isn't it yeah well i mean look at um uh, or the alzaruni bollocks it was pretty obvious that he was not the only one at work but oh, wow. and that press conference was just the funniest thing i mean it was better than a carry-on film um you know, they were all lying their arse off, but there you go, that's swept under the carpet. You know, but 
you can guarantee if you were sort of some old farmer that maybe had two horses and a field full of cows and not a pot to piss in, then it wouldn't be swept under the carpet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, of course, mate. You can't let the oaks get away with that sort of thing. And the game we're trying to run here. <laughs> in, answer, in answer to John, uh, John Hines' uh, question, like I said, I mean, I heard the jockey in question obviously got got charged. Well, didn't get charged, but he basically, you know, they, they had to go away for a B sample. But I've not heard anything since. Mm. So you could you could you could probably believe there'll be some some uh, some some carpet adjustments, um, and uh, and we might not hear about this again or, or on the grapevine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, right, second question, uh, more of a racing theme. Nick the Nipper. Um, uh, I actually know Nick the Nipper. He's quite a good lad. Loves a pint, doesn't Nick? Um, like me. Uh, thoughts on Hurricane Lane's demolition job in Paris, John? Uh, Godolphin surely have an embarrassment of riches in that division. If Nick the Nipper loves a pint, like, yeah, well, I hope it's not red, vodka and Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the, it's the drink of choice tonight, obviously. Um, yeah, it's been a long day. So. Well, I don't think he improved much on his Irish derby, so I'm, uh, I ended up giving him the same rating for uh, the Grand Prix performance. Yeah, and I'm still struggling to have him nothing 120. I've got him on 118 moment, so I don't think he's uh, don't think he's home and hosed as the horse of the year yet by by a damn sight. No, I mean what I find interesting though, John, he did rip two shoes off um, in the derby, which you know, I mean, do you think? I mean that that's that's something interesting because obviously uh, a day are as obviously beat him easy in the derby, but he obviously uh, Hurricane Lane ripped two shoes off, and then ever since Hurricane Lane's looked a bit of a bit of a serious tool. Bit of a um, um, how would you bet, John, a day are and Hurricane Lane in a match? Start at seven, Hurricane Lane. Yeah, I, that's, that's that, yeah, that's fair. I think I think that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty pretty good shout. I thought that, that's that's where I'd be. I think. I don't think it's a gimme at all. It's it's, it's an interesting matchup, but I, like you said, four, four to seven. Yeah, that's that's a good good call. You any view on that, Catherine? On um, on the best mile and a half flat horse? I, I haven't, but I'd like but I'd like to see them match up again just to see. And um, I think so. You have to take into account that he took the shoes off at Epsom, but also. Adair got a fantastic ride as well. Um, but, yeah, bring on the match if we can. So it would be really interesting to see. And, you know, um, let's just hope that they have a... Hope that they have a longer racing career ahead of them. Or if they go to start or whatever they do, I just hope that they don't go in the big blue bin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, good point. Um, John, uh, I've got a question for you here, really. Um, if you, if you say, if you knew that Hurricane Lane was better than a day are, say on their homework or whatever, yeah. how, where would you run both this season? What would you, what would you do now? I mean, Jack sort of asked that question because he thinks Hurricane Lane's obviously better. Well, that's what he says. He's, be, he's better than a day are. So what, how would you campaign the two from here? Well, me personally, I'd 
congratulate myself on floating a derby with a deer. <laughs> I'd run under a penalty in the roll figure and then I'd go in the ledger with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we both said, didn't we, after Derby, we felt Adair would be a short price for us in Ledger. Whereas yeah. Hurricane Lane probably has that bit more too. In fact, I'd go as far as to say, I'd be surprised if Godolphin at some point this season don't toy with going back to a minor quarter with Hurricane Lane because of the fact that it will make it more attractive, I think, from a breeding point of view. He's definitely, you know, it's not an out-and-out mile-and-six horse or a cane lane, so you may as well have a go back at 10, I think, at some point. Um, that, that's what I'd do if, if that was... I mean, possibly... Do you think they might be thinking um, in, international with a cane lane, John? Possibly? No? Yes? No? What's he done at... Uh, he didn't win anything with a dry fat, did he, really? So no. They'd have to win over 10 to make him a attractive stallion prospect i think so really the the probably the best bet for him to to win one of those would probably be the judgment yeah um yeah i think so yeah i think pretty we're in pretty pretty much agreement there right next question's a, a, a decent one for me and davis um he wants to know about who at best sort of claiming jockeys around both on flat and jumps. I thought I'd come to you first, Catherine. Yeah. Have you got any your eyes on anyone in Ireland that, for example, that you think could be like future stars? Yeah, it's pretty obvious because obviously he's he's getting a lot of rides from um, all corners of the Mullins family. But um, Jack Foley's good for you know for seven pound claim, very very useful. Um, and obviously it's pretty obvious, but. As soon as he rode a Cheltenham Festival winner, but Jordan Gainford, obviously, I think they're probably two two names that in a couple of seasons you'll you'll see them come to the fore in in Irish racing, in English racing um, claimers. Uh, Kevin Brogan, obviously, I think he does. He still claim five, Kevin Brogan, or is it three now? I can't remember. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm but, not sure. But, what, but whatever he claims is still the fact that he's still claiming is decent value. Um, another lad that I think. Um, He's good value for. He's, he's just on three now. Um, ben Jones. He's very decent as well. Um, I think there's. Um, I think obviously we we sort of went through that empty phase. But you know when when AP retired, when Ruby retired, it's kind of. I think there now has kind of been that that changing of the garden with um with with Decky gone as well. Um, you know you're, you're seeing more of the young lads come to the fore. Um, obviously, sort of best jock is riding. There's the lads that are in the limelight, and then there's the, there's lads that that ride perfectly well, but don't seem to to get the rides. But um, like lads, like you know, I mean, Adam Adam Wedge, you know, he's won a couple of Grade Ones, and yet still doesn't seem to get the spins. I think he's a fantastic jockey. Um, obviously, you know, John Joe Neal Jr. is a brilliant jockey, and you know, but of course. You know, he's he's more more in the limelight than than the other ones, but but he really is a superb jockey, um, very much in the mold of of AP. Um, as a jockey, I think that rides absolutely brilliant. Is James Best? Um, it's good to see him picking up a few more rides lately. Um, yeah, I think sometimes if you if you look away from the obvious, just fashion, isn't it? And yet we all know on both codes, there's some people that get rides that probably don't ride that well. 
Um, but yeah, they'd be the two young lads in Ireland, Jack Foley and Jordan Gainford. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like you said, both very accomplished riders in their own right now. I think, you know, like you say, it's... Um, it's, I mean, it's not pointing the obvious, but, you know, basically these will probably be top, top lads going forward. So, yeah, it's good to follow their careers. Yeah. John, um, you, have you got, um, for me, anybody that you basically, you know, you, you think that a bit outside the box, if you can? Well, if you want outside the box, I'll give you the next Holly Doyle. Ooh. Go on, then. And that's Siobhan Rutledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic jockey. Yeah, she is. Yeah. What what is were there any ride in particular that caught your eye recently or yeah, you know? Yeah, it was this week on the eleventh of July when she won an ask called It's All a Joke. I thought she was absolutely terrific. She had a rail draw, she made sure she made the most of it. And uh, she assisted the horse and, and gotta be careful in these wet rail days, haven't we? She assisted the half to fight off the plethora of challenges. Encouraged, John. Encouraged. Yeah, and oh. encouraged and supported. <laughs> supported um, the horse in his quest to go yeah. forward. And <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, so she probably sits as neatly on a horse as any seven-pound claimer I've seen in a long while. Good stuff, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Siobhan. Uh, several yeah. times uh, on looks like I'm studying videos all day, um, and yeah, I, I agree. I think Siobhan's got a big future as well. So the Irish Holly Doyle step forward, Siobhan mm-hmm. Rutledge. So I hope Ian Davis. I hope there's some some for you there. Obviously, you, you know what I think of Ray Dawson, Ian. I think he's going to be one of the top 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 uh, flat jockeys if he can stay off the sniff. Which is obviously very <laughs> difficult for the majority of them, but if he can do that, he, he, he's going to fly. Is Ray Dawson uh, right? Um, Carl Swanson sort of finishes off um, by talking about the Panorama documentary, which obviously is up and coming Monday. Very grim for racing yet again, um, with some uh, very bad PR, no doubt. We'll have some secret cameras, etc. But I'm not going to talk about that on this show because it's. Uh, we, time's getting on and uh, we need to go on to the tipping. But what I will say, Carl, is we'll be talking about that in length on Sunday, me and John, about the poten- what, what the potential sort of talking points are going to be in this programme. We might even give you a bingo card, a panorama bingo card uh, <laughs> for Monday night to, 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 to watch the programme, which is, you know, typical BBC diatribe, as we all know, uh, in the game. So, uh, the horse do you reckon is- that the, the opening shot is going to be... BFG on the horse. I think there's every. I'll be amazed yeah. if they have if they don't show the BFG. Yeah. You know, BFG, sat, yeah. sat sat on that horse. I'll be amazed. I'll be astonished because if the thing is with Panorama, obviously in race in in racing and Twitter world, it's been seen. But in the worldwide Great Britain, you know, 1.7 million or 2.2 million viewers, it will get or something like yeah. that. They've not seen BF, the BFG. So yeah. BFG is going to get some more coverage. I'm sure he'd be delighted at that. You know. Is but, there wasted that picture by not opening the show with it? They might as well show a clip of the black and white minstrel show. <laughs> <laughs> you guarantee they're going to have the Rob James one in there as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, the other, the other yeah, the Irish jock. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, anyway, they definitely go with BFG first though for maximum impact. I think. Yeah. 
But Carl, stay tuned for Sunday because we're, we're going to be sort of like uh, beating the drum um, uh, about that. Uh, anyway, on to the, uh, the exciting part of the show now where we uh, relieve your wallet of some cash. And um, we go to... I'm gonna I'm gonna leave uh, market raise until last because um, because Catherine has got some some decent Ooh, stuff. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna start with Newbury and fly through that. Um, the first uh, race at Newbury on ITV is the Bet 365, and I'm I'm pleased here, John, because it said registered as the Steventon Stakes. So at least unlike the other week when it just said the Bet 365 Stakes and we, and we had to work out which race it was. You know, they've actually put this after, which is good. I like to see that. Maybe maybe, maybe they listen to the bar stewards and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, some recommendations there. But 150 at Newbury, it's a, it's a very competitive heat, this, John. Um, Real World and Derab are sort of heading the market, um, the, the front two, probably rightfully so as well. Have you any uh, view on this? Well, I think Real World is an absolute prime bounce candidate after coming to the Hunt Cup nice and fresh, putting up a monumental performance, off a fairly ordinary rating, let's not forget, 94. And suddenly he's been projected into this class with his revised rating of 108. I think he's very much a prime bounce candidate, whereas Derab didn't really get his way back last time in France. Um, and I think he's well worth giving another chance to, especially at the prices. I'd personally, I'd have him the other way around. Uh, Solid Stone had a hard enough race at um, Ascot as well, I thought. And uh, I'm not absolutely convinced that this is his trip either. Um, he, might, he might just have plateaued out anyway. But Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It's a tricky one because for me, Derab had no chance, you know, in, in, in the French Derby from that draw. Um, you know, he, he's a keen sort. And the thing for me with Derab is it could go two ways. Uh, apparently, there's rumours about him being gelded or, or the, the, this could be his last chance saloon to settle. And so you've got that as a punting proposition. But what I will say is it's in with the price, really, because. Nine to two for Derab to win a listed race when he's clearly a lot better than a listed horse, in my opinion, uh, could be could look really good value. It's one of those you've got to pay your money and take your chance. It's it's it could it could look a great bet afterwards when he comes through sluicing through the field and wins easily, or you know it's it, it, it's pulling like like Boris Johnson, and 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 then you know you've had it after after two furlongs and 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 there we go. It, it's one of those, but. Very, very talented horse, this John. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I think he's far and away the best horse in this lineup. Mm. Yeah, he, he did to me. It's, he did. He did. I mean, the thing is with this race as well, the, the Steventon, is that three year olds do have a really good record in this. Obviously, the weight for age advantage at this time of year. And that that obviously is going to play a, a big advantage at the weights. So you, he's got the weight for age because he's taking on the elders. Real world's obviously an older horse. So he's got to give the. You've got to give the what nine pounds, whatever it is, in, in, in weight for age. So so Derab will never have a better chance to to to, to stamp his uh, authority, but he has to sort of do it 
and and settle for for work rider martin harley rides it rides him in all his work so that's the reason martin harley's on if anyone is wondering why uh probably a bigger jockey's not on martin harley does all the work riding on derab so uh, john are you 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 plumping for derab or or definitely yeah yeah, yeah. so bo- both of me and john for derab we're not going to make it a special because uh a the price we like a big price and secondly you know, it could pull its chance away. If you're in running punters, it might be it might be a good look. Right, we move on to the 225. Sorry, Catherine, you've nothing in the the, the 150. Oh no, 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 no. no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're putting Catherine back down the basement. We'll, we'll when she puts the oh, yeah. when she puts the lotion in the basket. She can <laughs> John's come up just sent the lotion there. down. I'll put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sort that. Right, 225 new break uh, is the next uh, ITV race. It's the Bahrain Turf Series handicap. Uh, decent prize win on this, to be fair. Class two event, uh, thirty-one thousand for the winner. Z-band heads the market eleven to four for the variant tube, John. Well, Z-band won last time for me in the manner of a horse going places. Mm. I think it'd be pretty hard to beat here. Yeah. I think there's two that might possibly give him a problem. I thought Mildenberger looked as though he's starting to find his feet again and. Could recapture some of his glory days for the kills round about now. Um, possibly more lately in that 18 mile race that starts the glorious Goodwood meeting off. That might be the one to back him in. But uh, another one for a stable I can't particularly stand is Old Hubert for the William Muir. Combination with uh, Mr. Grassic. Um, yeah, j- just Hubert, yeah. Uh, yeah, just Hubert. Oh, Hubert was about 15 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It just reminds me of old Hubert, probably because it's called Hubert. Um, ran better than it looked last time at Ascot, I thought. Um, last, uh, Sorry, the time before last. Then, to me, when it ran in uh, the all weather last time, I don't think it faced the kickback. It's hardly ever run on the air weather. I don't think it liked it one bit. I think that looked as though he was approaching peak form going into Ascot. Things didn't drop. Then the shitty run on the air weather. I think we're probably getting a better price than we might have done here. I think this could have been going off about 6-1. to one. There's 12-1 to one available just because of two... Fairly porky runs that you can probably excuse. I think I think that one's a bit of value. So just Hubert uh, value for John, but also John is mentioning Z-band uh, horse going forwards and justifiably ahead of the market. I I agree with John there with Z-band. I think it is going forwards. However, I do think Rodrigo Diaz has <laughs> a, a, a lot more in hand for your favourite trainer, John, the Simcock. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but but at least the Simcock is, uh, is running it at a track. This should be its optimum. Big long straight at Newbury. Spencer sat up in the saddle, you know, delivered late. I do think this horse is is three figures. I think it's an hundred horse. I think it's he's definitely ten pound in hand at this trip. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's bred to be really good. Golden Horn out of Kitty Well. Uh, Kit, Kitty Wells was was the. Uh, the uh, the mother I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Luca Kamani trained Kitty Wells um she she was she was quite decent decent there so yeah Rodrigo Diaz for me uh I, I think the price is sort of it was seven to one uh, I think yesterday 
uh, when the entries came out, and I was quite attracted to the seven. I thought it was a lovely each way bet. But now four to one, I'm I'm less enthusiastic. But Rodrigo Diaz would be my choice. But I do agree with John about Z Band. I sound like Blogger and Stallion, first and second favourites for me, and John. <laughs> And John's tipping up a 12th perk. Oh, yeah, he's putting me to shame. Um, anyway, we'll move on to the uh, 3 o'clock, the third on the Newbury uh, card. It's the uh, Bet365 Hackwood Stakes, a group three affair. Kings Lynn heads the market with Tabdi joint favourites, all are trained by Owen Burroughs. That's uh, three to one joint favourites. John, view here. I'm completely depressed by this race, actually. Mm. At the far day stage, I was going absolute balls out nap on the hair. I was confident he would wipe the floor with this lot. Yeah. And the old shagging shirts have decided to save it. I couldn't believe it. The shagging shirt's not got his balls out. I, yeah, nah. I, was, I was even thinking of getting my own shagging shirt out tomorrow night to celebrate the win. Very done. Nightclubs open Monday. Back out on Monday. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a token selection. I think Kings Lynn probably is just about the fastest horse left in this. I'm not absolutely convinced this handicap song is going to translate, but let's say I'm almost certainly won't be having a bet, but I'll, I'll plump for Kings Lynn. Yeah, this is a, an afternoon Peyton Gin race for sure. Uh, uh, three, three to one. I know people say, "Well, can't, what's up with you? Seven runners, can't you pick a winner?" But there's so many imponderables here. Diligent Harry, first run on the turf. How he, uh, you know, Diligent Harry's got a lot of potential. In fact, you probably see Diligent Harry in July Cups um, in in years to come. Uh, it, but as I said, no one knows how he's going to run on turf first time. Sometimes horses take time to acclimatize the surface switches if not been racing properly on turf, etc. It's just a really messy race. I just, I just don't like the feel of it. Happy Romance, she's not reached the form. She is a two-year-old. There's nothing really to sort of grab onto. You know, us, us northern guys like something to grab onto, don't we, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Blogger and Stallion. You know, last week. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, another mental image there. John sometimes gives me these mental images, but I've given myself one there. Three forty Newbury. We'll fit. We'll finish off the Newbury card. You're talking of giving yourself one. Just giving me a mental image there. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. I might not now. Big breakfast tomorrow. You see, you see, this is it. I mean, we've we, we've brought in class today, and and the class is on the sidelines until we can get onto market raising. So we'll, we'll finish this off now. The three forty new weeks. The weather be super sprint. Plenty on offer for owners and connections here. Uh, valuable prize, obviously, owners that that, that uh, buy horses. Um, through the through the sales ring, etc., and get an entry for this. It's a fabulous initiative, and enables uh, you know like Chipotle, Chipotle for example, um, um, uh, Chipotle, is it Chipotle, 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 Chipotle. <laughs> you, you you say Chipotle. You say Chipotle. 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 Um, so, so Chip Oakley, he's two to one five, and they paid ten grand for it. What an absolute brilliant story is is this for you, Johnson Houghton, John. Um, 
you know, obviously got a great chance tomorrow. Have you views on this? Well, the real is that it's a match, and I fancy the other one really. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. I think I think the other one's slightly the better half, and yeah. uh, at risk of sounding like blogger, it'll be lift him on, pal. Lift him on, pal. <laughs> yeah, but remember, remember, you got to show the slip. Like you got to get a receipt from I'm the. I'm going to show the slip if it wins. Yeah, and then and then you got to hold the water cash. You got to yeah. pose with the champers, and then you've got to be seen to be buying a real expensive bottle of champers as well. Yeah, yeah, got to be at least crook. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to look as though you're about to back scuttle somebody out of a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> if you want John, you know, if you want, yeah, yeah. that's the photo, isn't it? There's the photo, yeah, 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 yeah. Another, another it's, it's great, kind of reminds me image. of like you know how homoerotic like um, Top Gun was, and then kind of as as a kid that went totally over my head. But you know, watching it again as an adult, I thought, fuck oh, now, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the poses are kind of a bit like that, aren't they? They kind of they should be like, what's that? What's that gay magazine, John? <laughs> 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 I can't remember the name of it. You know they 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 do Trump, well there. Yeah. yeah, you know you've got a sort of pose like. Is that what it is? Yeah. Throb. <laughs> throb. Is it? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Throb. Like, you've got yeah. you've got to try and sort of look, sort of masculine and feminine at the same time. You know. I'm quite surprised Blogger and the Stallion aren't in the Top Gun show actually. <laughs> <laughs> They've been a good uh, volleyball duo against Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Yeah, but imagine it. I think I'd rather Val Kilmer, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Stallion, sort of like with, with his AI, Stallion would be Val Kilmer, do you think? Or. Oh, he's, no. he's about three foot six, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'd give him a run for money on height, you know, and I, I'm not the tallest. Yeah. You, you yeah. wouldn't read from him, would you? Right? <laughs> I don't fancy that either, <laughs> really. Wanted, wanted to break midgets. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've got a funny feeling he, he might eat. He might bat for Worcestershire instead of Gloucestershire, John. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Don't think I'd appeal, you know? Uh, anyway. Anyway. So, so the, 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 the final race. How do you, know I, you know I haven't got one? <laughs> <laughs> the final race at Newbury. John likes vintage clarets. I do as well. I think um, that's... Uh, it was beaten by Chipotle in the Brocklesby. Um, I do think it will reverse the form the way it's progressed. It did get home in the Coventry. And I think back to five, I think it beats Chipotle. Um, so vintage clarets, Chipotle um, will, will, will do the biz for me and John at 11 to four best price. Right. We move on to the, to the better stuff now, which um Catherine certainly has a has the edge over me and John on this. Um, and we go to Market Raisin for their... Market uh, Raisin. Market Raisin for their... I've never been there once because it took me about five hours to get there. Yeah. I mean, do you remember... I mean, Market Raisin, I mean, it's fond memories for me. I mean, when that bloke dropped his trousers in front of the stand 
and started whirling it around like an helicopter. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got arrested. How do I, how do I not know about this? I ran from the racing post. You, you, you know, basically, just he just he was he was he was castigated as a yob. He ran onto the course, and then it was a bank holiday crowd as well. Loads of kids watching, and dropped his trousers and started what? whirling it around. Did the like, did the wheel mill? Did the wheel mill? <laughs> yeah, did the windmill basically? Did the windmill? Yeah. In front of a bank holiday crowd and everything. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, this is this is recent. I mean, I mean, again, racing has got a fantastic ability of brushing anything. It can brush anything under the carpet it likes. So this panorama escapade, I think, it, I think it'll disappear in probably quicker than. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. When they were leading him away, Catherine, he, he, he turned his pockets inside out and said he was only doing an elephant impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the kids. Yeah, family fun day. <laughs> What's that man doing? Is he doing an elephant impression? <laughs> oh, so anyway. The other day, and this is this is God's honest truth. So the other day, I was driving driving my daughter to school. And suddenly she goes, Mummy, what's that man doing? And I looked and it wasn't a man, it was a woman. And she was literally taking a waz in the middle of the street. Jeez. Full Ugh. on, full on, taking a waz. And what, what, what do you say to a six-year-old asking that question? Hey. You know, like, I'd just like to say... That was in Gloucester, like you know, it wasn't in Cheltenham. <laughs> it wasn't in Cheltenham. I just like to say. So, so there we yeah. are, folks, in Gloucester. Yes. Yeah. Don't, Gloucester all don't go to Gloucester. They was in the streets, even yeah. the women. I mean, I've seen that sort of thing in Cardiff, but never in Gloucester. Never did I think it would come to Gloucestershire. Anyway, moving on. Market rate. Come to Middlesbrough. Yeah. <laughs> Everyday occurrence. That why you're not shocked, John. Yeah. Is that mm. of, of an evening, is that what goes on? Early mornings, midday. You know, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a raging torrent past our house sometimes. <laughs> no toilets around. <laughs> oh, it's like the Middle Ages up there, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Right, it's Gloucester is, to be fair. I mean, you know, yeah. they're, they're kind of like 20 years behind us, you know, down the road. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, yes, they, I, they, I do they, like... They still chuck it out of the window in Borough, don't they? You know, like the old days, you know, like right. onto the street. Yeah. To be fair, the way Gloucester stinks, they must do that there as well. Yeah. Anyway, Catherine, I'm going to lead you into the 205 at Market Raisin, Lovely. which is the first on the ITV card. It's the Betway Summer Handicap Hurdle, and favourite is the JP House, uh, 4-1 to Campron. Um, and just a little stat for you here. Um, this is a race really for the younger male horses. The mares never won it. Um, 17 from 168 uh, of the last 19 runnings have been four to six year olds. Only two winners from 109 starts, seven year old plus one for the younger guys. This one. Oh, I better go and change. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't let me put you off. Okay, so I like the look of Mrs. Hyde. Obviously, she's pretty fit. She's had a couple of spins on the flat. The last one, like, what were they at running her over one mile four? Like, it just she was just never going to be like competitive over one mile four. She's no. fit from the flat. She's a listed class mare, first time in a handicap, and I quite like that price at twelve to one. Yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, certainly she's a classy mare. I mean, you you can see that from 
a form last year, you know, Weatherby when she won the listed race there, yeah. Weatherby. Um, she then went to Newbury and ran an absolute corker, I felt, yeah, under, under John yeah. Joe. Um, she is a classy mare, and I do like her. And I'd say, obviously, I love I love the yard having horses trained with Brian for years, and I would, I would I'd love him for him to win this. Unless yeah. I back, back something else. Um, <laughs> bad luck, <laughs> can, bad luck yeah. boy. Um, so Mrs. Hyde, uh, yeah, Catherine. Uh, I'm just trying to get a price on Mrs. Hyde. Twelves, um, I've got here. Twelves, I think. Yes, I think. Yes. Oh no, fourteens. I can see some fourteens. Fourteens. Going against the stats is yeah. Catherine with Mrs. Hyde to win the uh, first race on the on the TV at Market Razor. John, have you any views here? Asking me for a view on this is akin to asking Helen Kelly for a view on Dostoevsky's Comfort Works. Uh, I'm going to send some pate and gin up tomorrow. I'm going to courier, courier it up tomorrow so you can have an afternoon with a gin and pate. I'm going to need a good way to pate, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did like Camprond. Uh, again, blogger uh, kind, of, kind of stuff, this. Um, the, the fact that you know this this is this is a machine. What what does Twitter think? It's a machine. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> machine. <laughs> but but the second to roll them water, Aintree, the third in the Swinton Hurdle at Haydock. It's really really good form. And to be honest, I I think this field. I do accept Mrs Hyde's got a little bit of class. But for example, Hooper, who's second favourite. I mean, that's gone up so much in the weights, uh, you know, yeah. for Popeye, for, for, for beating, compl- you know, for dead, winning dead races, really. So I just thought, um, you know, uh, Campron, but I, yeah, I'm not a fan of Tom O'Brien and Philip Hobbs and its favourite, but there we go. Campron for me and uh, Mrs. Hyde for Catherine. We move on to the 240, which is the Betway Summer Plate Handicap Chase. And I'm going to lead you in again, Catherine, here. Yeah. Um, with an interesting little stat in the, they do tend to go hard in this. Yeah, they do. Um, and I reckon that's getting track position and getting clean run because it's big field, tight track, you kind yeah. of get it. And 10 of the last 15 winners of this have all been held up. So what okay. have you got for me? I've got um, Darling Marte. Um, obviously, this horse is one of the lesser lights at Ditchy, and it, it, it was owned by the... Um, hard-working um, Delahaye family but um, they, they sold they sold him last year and then he's come out at a wind up and um, I mean he beat absolutely nothing at um, Newton Abbott but it was more about the style he did that I think coming into this um, he, he always to me he looks as though he could be an alright horse but there's yeah. obviously been you know he's he's obviously got a problem with his wind that's like the second wind up I think he's had in his life um, I think seven to one is a fair enough price on this because I think maybe they might have had this in the back of their minds. Like they know that they're not like once the season starts properly, they're probably not going to be you know winning any of the big winter prizes with him. But why not? Let's have a start. Let's start in the summer, and this could be one. This could be the target for for one that'll do it. And you know, I I'm going with that view on it. Okay, okay. So, darling, Malte for for Catherine uh, oh, to win the, uh, uh, to the summer plate. About fifteen to two, I think I can see best price. Um, now, I, I love Captain Tomcat's a real bold front running type, mm-hmm. jumps well, and I think that's where he's vulnerable because obviously 
I, there's no way he's not going to get taken on for the lead, and yeah. I, I just I, I think that's why I wouldn't back him at, at short at short yeah. prices. Um, I don't think a, the, the reason why I can't knock your selection in a way is because I don't think there's anything well handicapped in here at all. I no. think it's a, I think it's a substandard summer play, if I'm honest. Uh-huh. Um, Solomon Gray um, comes with decent credentials. Will probably get the right ride. Isn't well handicapped off 139. I mean, last year it ran in this third off 133. Um, and it unseated the rider last time I watched the video and it was it went well and then unseated four out, still going well. I think I think a strongly run race at this trip suits it. But is it, is it well in? No. Um, is it likely to pick up the pieces and pick up some place money? Yes. But 13 to 2, that would be my sort of tentative selection. Uh, to go alongside your selection at 15 to 2, so that's Darling Malte. Uh, we'll move on to the 310, which is the uh, Hedio Hunch at Betway Handicap Hurdle, a 0 150 affair with a top weight of 132. Uh, again, a, a probably a, a substandard uh, yeah. affair, but then, I, then again, I don't blame Connections. There's only £10,000 offer for the win, so exactly. it's hardly worth bothering yeah. with for a classy horse. And they've got the field they deserve. So Giovanni Change heads the market three to one. Catherine, go for it. All right, bit of a left field on this. Um, this horse is also engaged at Stratford on Sunday, mm. um, where that is going to be hell on earth. It's, it's scheduled to be around 32 degrees in this part of the world on Sunday. And standing in the baking heat at Stratford is going to be absolute a no-no. But... Um, Khan. Now, 20 to 1 best price at the moment. See, the booking of Harry Skelton takes the eye. This horse is unreal. He's he's run in five countries. He's only seven. Step up and trip helped him when he won. That was over three mile two. Three mile two is the distance on Sunday. Tomorrow is two mile seven. And it just looks a little bit like they might have found a not very good race for him to get involved. That's my... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I mean, it was fourth to Shetland bus. <laughs> not the real <laughs> Shetland bus, lost that at Cartmel. Um, <laughs> I was just say. thinking, he's running five countries. John, this John, this is the Alan Wicker of race Yeah, horses. absolutely. Con Wicker. Well, it looks like... Um... It's going to be better served running tomorrow rather than on Sunday in that heat. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm hoping he does run tomorrow. Because he'll be getting all agitated and the last thing they want on Sunday is facing the wrath of Khan. (laughs) 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 One for you, Star Trek bus there, Captain Sulu. Excellent. And check check off with that that ear life, that that, that wood life that ran in his ear. Um... (laughs) Fantastic, John. I just think, like, I don't know. I just think it's an in, it's an interesting placing. Mm. Stra- Stratford, like, I understand the Stratford entry, but this, I know, with, with Harry Skelton taking them out as well, like this time of year, you could easily sit this one out. Well, you wouldn't think a red from Milt Harris would be on his bucket list, would Exa- you? Exactly, and especially at this time of year. Like, I just, yeah. Just, that, that's actually a good point. That's just like, got a bit yeah. of a feeling about it. Yeah, twenty to one, then, folks. Yeah, Come absolutely. On. You know, Come on. 
No, I like for a Catherine. good good price. Yeah, for 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 for, for, Glo- for Gloucester Catherine Fry. Do you mind I live in um, Cheltenham? Don't ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, calm. Twenty to one. Yeah. Not bad. Um, three ten market raising. Yes. Yeah, so Giovanni change for me. Um, Mark Walford trains. Uh, I've gone old blogger again. Um, Jamie Hamilton rides. Uh, this horse ran at Aintree uh, last uh, last time over hurdles behind Proschema um, of the Skeltons. I thought that was a really warm race. Um, finished in front of Shetland bus. That day did Giovanni change. Good old he, Shetland bus. He, he got the bus. Yeah, arrived a bit late. You know, like like that, like they normally do. Like they do. That's yeah. They do. Um, so Giovanni Change, I felt uh, Mark Wolf is a very underrated trainer, and I do yeah. think that's the key foremost. But it is favourite, and I've, I've tipped you the obvious, so some terrible tipping from me. Are oh, you Cat- blogger in disguise? <laughs> yes, I, I've been I've been blogger at market raising today. I'm quite proud of it. And um, Catherine's come up with some gems. Twenty to one, Khan, an interesting selection there, as we leave market raising and go to the Emerald Isle. To preview the Irish Oaks, which is the 325 affair, which not really doesn't take much previewing, really. Um, Snowfall is two to seven favourite as we speak. John, have you any angles into this race whatsoever? Yeah, my angle into this race is really to cover my nethers with Swarfaga and try to <laughs> rape a wasp's nest. Um, <laughs> I'd be better served spending my time doing something like that and trying to find something to bait this pair of... Whatever turns you on, John, you know, you go for it. awful race. It's terrible. Our trainers should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they really should. You know, there's money up for grabs. There's a thing that's won an Oaks. Well, I mean, I'm not convinced it wasn't a complete blowy anyway because of the state of the ground. And nobody is prepared to go and find out. I think it's absolutely pathetic from our lot. They need more about prize money. They're all arseholes. Uh (laughs) Again, John, really think you should start saying what you think. (laughs) I I mean, it's terrible fence-sitting from from my my friend and and co-pundit. Um, you know, I mean, he really doesn't really. He should really I say his opinion. Say what he really says. I, I think so. It's, it's disgraceful, really, from John. Um, my first rate next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I've I've got something pretty good here. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm I really like I really like what I'm going to say. Go uh, I really think there's a lot of value here in Party House of Caroline. Caroline. Um, at a whopping looking 40, 50 to 1 plus um, in the each way market. And I believe at the moment, and you'll probably find there'll be more bookmakers in the morning pricing up without the favourite, obviously to drum up interest. There are two at the moment, and they are uh, Bet365 and Skybet. Party House uh, of Grrr. Um, now, this is a filly that, for me, takes the eye physically. She's a fantastic specimen. Um, pedigree to match. She's related to two high-standard, uh, you know, group, group one horses. Um, she beat the Blue Brilliant on debut with plenty in hand. She only she gave it five start and still went past it in hand at the line. Well, the Blue Brilliant's one off 90 in a handicap. Now, I know that's not this sort of level. But then what interests me was Navin next time. 
she was uh, she was given uh, giving Wordsworth um, and the one that beat him, the one of O'Brien's, it's Salukan. I don't think it's been out since. Um, and she she gave them a good three or four start, made rapid ground to sort of get upsides them, wandered around as if what's this, and and then obviously faded in the closing stages. That's a good effort for a filly against Colts. And last time to me, look this look it looked like a total float up. They got stall eleven at um, at uh, I think it was Nace, and so the. They had to literally just drop in because the bend's such a short run over the mile and a quarter there. So they dropped in last. They were stone last. She stumbled at the bend, turning in, then she stayed on lovely, real, real nice into about I think it was fifth or sixth or whatever. And you think, well, Willow that won the race, Willow did not did not gain any ground on her at any point, like in terms of where they were in track position. So I'm saying there's a lot, lot more to come from Party House. 40 to 1 is absolutely enormous. And I certainly think 12 to 1 without the favourite each way, I think they're doing even each way terms, um, you know, is whew, this is something to to get stuck into. So party house for me of Gurr in the, in the, the Irish hooks. Um, that's probably one of my better bets. And I feel I feel like I've I've like cleansed myself of, of blogger and stallion um <laughs> with, with that interesting selection. Um, obviously, it's not not the best affair. I mean, Ian Davis has, has commented on Twitter about Snowfall. John, what do you think? What do you think to Snowfall's performance in at Epsom? Is there an element of fluke about it? I think there is, surely. Yeah, there has to be. You know, I mean, for the start, Ryan's not even been asked enough to ride her at Epsom, so she hasn't gone into that as potentially a fifteen length Oaks winner, has she? No. You know, um, and. I think some of them ran so bloody badly. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just she she can't possibly be as good as that might indicate to some people. I'm I'm sure of it. But that said, I think the Miosidara farm probably ever winning this race. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, I'm not I'm not questioning that she won't win tomorrow because I, I I do think she's she's a very very good filly in terms of she won the Musidora. The time in the uh, Oaks was very comparable with the Coronation Cup, but the problem is they came standside in the Oaks. The Coronation Cup, they went in the quagmire down the far side, so it could be flattering the time at Epsom. I certainly think the results flattering because how can you beat Mystery Angel another 15 lengths mm. in, in in comparison to the Musidora? It just doesn't make sense. It's just one of them where nothing really probably ran the race. I know it sounds improbable, but I, th- I think that's the case. I do think it's a good filly. I, 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 I do think she's definitely going to win this tomorrow. Um, I don't think there'll be a problem in that. But as I said, at the prices, you know, I couldn't entertain it. And that's why I put up the grrr, um <laughs> filly to uh, possibly entertain at, at a price. Right, right, folks. Have we any other business? Uh, only, um, only the... Basically, my old friend Duke Cup runs again in the two-mile handicap. Last race of the cover on Saturday, up four for winning. For winning, didn't win. I'm still hoping he wins. Um, up four for coming second. Um, the last day, <laughs> and um, tongue tie blinkers on for the first time. Ted Ted wants this. Ted wants a win for this, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he's five to two. 
at the moment. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'll be backing him. I don't know if I can go through that kind of, you know, trauma again. Um, but I think I think he will. He is going to pop up in one of these. Why, um, why, why, why the blinkers, do you think? I mean, do you think, you know? Uh, I don't know, because the other horse was coming so fast and... You know, I, I don't know. To, I have to go back. I've tried to block it out of my mind. I have to go back, but I didn't didn't see anything. This is the man that used to hit Daring Run down the shoulder as I was chopping wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's blinkers on. <laughs> chopping wood. Uh, chopping wood. So yeah, yeah um, get old Duke up. Um, and this time next week, we might be talking about Galway. Yes, we will. Yes, we. Yes, we'll. that's a, that, that's the thing, folks. We shall be having a tremendous preview um, next weekend. Um, there could be four, actually. Could be me, John, Andy Richmond, and Catherine giving you the lowdown on Goodwood and Galway oh, next yes. Sunday. I mean, that's just heaven. For one, of any, the, one of the great weeks. That's heaven. That's just heaven. That's that is racing heaven. The I mean, the questions for that show could be tremendous. So uh, remember that, folks. So that's next Sunday. There will be a Goodwood and Galway preview. Um, so Catherine's very excited for Galway. She always is, but only a thousand spectators. Catherine. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, like it's, things are crap here, but things seem to be even worse over there. It's terrible. A thousand yeah. spectators. <laughs> The way Johnny said half a million pounds a guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, the, the Irish definitely know how to do it. I mean, have, it, uh, have you have you been to the Galway festival? No, not Galway, no, but I've been to other Irish. I went, I went once, and um, I think I probably had about. I went to Galway for two days, and I probably had about three hours sleep in those two days. And then remembered that with horror that I'd flown out of Manchester straight into Galway and that I had to drive from Manchester back to Cheltenham. And I think I, I arrived back here on the Saturday afternoon, not in great shape. <laughs> and um, and then I think I just proceeded to sleep through the rest of the weekend. <laughs> but has, that was... put, has that put you off drinking for life? Do you know what? You think... I, I, don't really, I don't really drink. So that, that was without drink. That was just that was just being out, um, <laughs> just just being out and chatting to people and dinner partying. Like the, the is that's a real. I do really do feel because like the atmosphere and the parties Galway week are just amazing, and it's really sad that for the second year running they're not they're not going to have any of that, because um, it is it is absolutely brilliant that week. Yeah. No. Conquer. Um, right. So it's something to look forward to. Catherine finishes up with Dew Cup. In the five ten at Curra, maybe she's she's not excited at the price, but she, obviously she's got an attachment to this horse after it yeah. so badly let her down at the last meeting. <sighs> Everybody got their crown jewels on, and like me, like everyone, everyone's come on, raw, 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 and it got done right on the line. It was it was heartbreaking. It, uh, it was a kick in the crown jewels. Yeah, I mean the only time I felt happy was like knowing that Ted has probably had plenty on and done. <laughs> so I mean that yeah, we all love Ted to do it, and he's miserable. Um, do you agree, John? Me. 
Absolutely. <laughs> John, have you anything? Any, any extras for? Uh, I have, yes, I've, uh, I've got one for our old mate, the Shaggy and Shirt. Ooh, go on then. Um, in the far tenant near Overy, ready to venture. Yeah. He, he took this one out of the listed race last week. He seems as though he's had a bit of a rethink on the handicap, Mark. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Philly's handicaps as a role, but this looks worth a bet to me. It's off 94, and I think it can win this and then go on and get some black tape. I don't think like the soft ground last time. It'd be a lot better on this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the King, shagging shirt. Yeah, Kingman, see the stars mare for the shagging shirt, ready to venture. <laughs> John, in fact, yeah, ready to venture. Old yeah. William in the shagging shirt, ready <laughs> to venture. He, he's, he's a topical tip. It's a topical pastures <laughs> tip. Yeah, ready to venture in the shagging shirt. Now, I would also just point out that if anybody fancies a bit of a laugh, they should probably watch the uh, 405 at Newmarket, where our friend Mr. Simcock is once again punishing smart champion by running him in a race that is wholly, wholly unsuitable. You know? <laughs> and whoever owns that horse must have get Chris Simcock's Christmas party and pissed on the kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're listening, John, John Cook and partner, the unsmart champion, yeah. you, you at the Christmas party, you, you drop your trousers and and you've pissed all over the buffy, haven't you? Haven't you, John Cook? You've done it, haven't you? <laughs> we, know, we know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, smart champion, be held up off a crawl, like John says in the Mile and Six uh, Power Revolution handicap at four hundred five, price at thirteen to two. We'll probably probably drift from that and held up and finished second and John will start laughing again um, after the 4.05 at Newmarket. Right, I think that's a suitable time to end the show. I hope you've enjoyed the crack and <laughs> some interesting tips. So no, there's been some fair tips. We've tipped some big prices. Me and the Irish Oaks, Catherine with the wrath of Khan. Oh, um, yeah, at uh, Market Raisin. And uh, I hope you enjoy your Saturday and back. Plenty of winners. We're back next Friday with the usual show, but don't forget the preview, the Goodwood and Galway preview on Sunday, which will be quite special. Hoping to get Bickley 14, Andy Richmond, Catherine back, John Ling, the legend, and myself will be there. Uh, Have a great weekend. Bye for now.